Today's guest is an entrepreneur, a speaker, business advisor, and number one Amazon best-selling author. He co-founded the most successful dentist referral service in the US, that is one 800 dentist. He's the founder of Fred Joyal Company. Welcome to the show, Fred. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic, Toby. I'm excited to speak to your folks and, and give them some ideas. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so happy that you found the time now. We found this time to speak right now and I'm looking forward to everything I'm going to learn from you in this episode. Like I've been reading about you and preparing for, I was preparing for this interview. Like I was like, wow, there's so much things that are packed in your experiences, your life experiences that I would love to learn from. And, you know, it's so awesome that you've written, you know, best-selling books and you've appeared in 200, over 200 television and radio commercials. And all of this did not start from day one. You started as a very, very shy person, extremely shy person. <laughs> so I'm so super excited, like, to, to learn about this journey of yours. Like, can you share this with me? Can you tell me how you transformed yourself from a very shy person to becoming someone that can stand in front of audience of 5,000 and more people. So, yeah, I, I, as you said, I, I was very shy growing up. I mean, I couldn't ask a girl to dance. I couldn't, I couldn't make a phone call. I couldn't, I was, I was just really trapped and hesitant and, and missed all sorts of opportunities. And that was what got to me is I kept missing really good opportunities. And every once in a while I would, step up and do something or speak up and something really good would happen. Uh, always, mm. always, but I couldn't figure out how to replicate it. And I would see bold people and I would go like, why are they like this? You know, it's like, how, why are they not afraid? Why doesn't rejection bother them? Why aren't they embarrassed? You know, all it just confused me. And I said, they had to be mm. born this way. And, but I mm. just kept observing them and I just kept, trying to change myself, just kept pushing myself into uncomfortable situations and watching what happens. And I, and I yeah. gradually, very gradually over decades, <laughs> figured out how to do this for myself. And, I, and people say, well, well you, you just discovered that you were an extrovert. It's like, no, mm. I'm actually a bold introvert. I can summon my boldness whenever I want. I love to be alone. My reflex is to be alone. But I know that all the good stuff is out there when I get uncomfortable, when I put myself out there, when I make bold moves. And so yeah. I finally put it into a book, uh, a, a systematic way that I figured out how anyone can learn to be as bold as they wanted to be. So it's called yeah. Super Bold. And it's how to go from underconfident to charismatic in 90 days. And it's full of exercises yeah. and things that change the mindset. So much of the stuff that you talk about, about how to mm. change that self-talk. And what do you tell yourself uh, about what's really true in the world and what you can be? So it's... It's my mission in life to, to to get as many bold people out there like you. Like it, it takes boldness to start a podcast and go out and ask people to to be on your podcast and and spill their guts, you know, and talk about. It, <laughs> that's true. You know, yeah. Uh, so, and that's yes. a lot of what I like to talk about. A lot of the book is like I did all all these things that people, shy people or underconfident people did. I did these things. I'm still trying mm. not to do them. I'm going to get bolder and bolder and bolder as long as I live. But I'm, I'm in a great place now, and I can help people yes. get there if they really want to. Mm. So that's the long explanation. Yeah. Wow, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to speak with you, because of your book, Super Bold, From Underconfidence to Charismatic in 90 Days. For me, that's a very important book to read because I used to also be a very shy person and it took me, you know, a very long time and a big challenge to start a podcast because I'm like, oh, I'm so shy. I don't like to speak with people actually. <laughs> so I would love to learn, I would love to learn more about the book, like we already explained already, but I would love to get more, more um, insight into the book. And can you teach me or tell us how we could move from, you know, underconfident to becoming charismatic in 90 days? So... First of all, I look at you and, and, you know, some, a lot of people are listening to this, but if you, if you can see Toby, you, you can almost feel his charisma. 
and because this is what you've done is you've just you've just allowed your confidence to flow outward to radiate so that other people can see it and they respond to it. I think that's what's happened in your life is you went like, oh, okay, people people are reacting to this in a positive way and it just reinforces yeah. it. So mm-hmm. if, if you're trying to go from underconfident, from wherever you are, however shy you are, what I've created are a series of exercises in the book that start really simply really basically that you start doing every day. And there's a method behind the exercises. So there's five levels of exercises that I put in the book, but there's a method called the pride method. And it's an acronym. It stands for preparation, relaxing, insight, dosage, and everyday action. And I'll break those down for you a little bit and we'll talk about each step because that's the important thing is to understand that you need to be prepared for example to to Mm -hmm. interact if you're feeling uncomfortable if you're moving into your discomfort zone if you're feeling challenged Mm -hmm. you have to prepare yourself if you're going to talk to a stranger for the first time you have Mm -hmm. to be prepared you have to think about what you're going to say otherwise and nobody Mm. trains us in this we all think we should just be able to socially interact perfectly even though we get trained to drive a car we get trained to do math we get trained we got to get a fishing license all of these things require training and testing except social interaction the most important thing we do (laughs) every day so and uh, and I'll give you a perfect example of how you prepare and how I failed actually at it yesterday um, because mm-hmm. I still bungle this when I'm not paying attention. Um, yeah. I was I was having dinner at, at, at the, a restaurant. I was having the sitting at the bar in my favorite restaurant and having a drink. And these three young women had there was one seat open next to me so they couldn't sit. So one sat. The other two were just chatting and. Um, and they were, they were very nice and they were speaking a different language. Um, mm. even though they, they looked fairly American, uh, they, 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 and, and but either way I, I'm listening to them. So I get up to leave, I'm done eating and, and, and ready to go. So I say, you want this chair? And they went and they looked at each other. There was three that were trying to figure out who was going to sit. One of them said, I'll take it. And they smiled. And I had overheard that it was somebody's birthday. So I said, whose birthday is it? And one of them said, oh, oh, it's me. And I said, well, happy birthday. And I walked away. Instead of saying, so uh, any number of things, had I prepared myself, I would have said, I'm going to ask him what language they're talking. Because I also overheard that they had just flown in from somewhere. So they could have said, we're speaking Korean. And I would have said, oh, really? Did you just fly in? Oh, yeah. Well, and the next thing could have happened, I could have bought them a drink. We could have gotten in this whole conversation about Korea. I've had it happen many times. Most of the time, when you engage people and you're not approaching with an agenda, they're happy to to have a conversation with you. Uh, And I just, I, I blew, I walked out of the place and went, Oh yeah, Mr. Super Bowl just walked away without preparing himself. (laughs) (laughs) So preparation, think about what you're going to say, whatever it is. If you're going to ask for a promotion or or a raise or interview for a job, you got to prepare what you're going to say. Or if you're just going to talk to somebody in the line at Starbucks, prepare Mm -hmm. what you're going to say. And, and, you know, I go into a lot of detail on how on the mindset behind this and how you actually do this. But the next step is relaxing. Relaxation. You yes. got you, you and people say, well, everybody always tells me you should just relax. It's like, but they don't tell me how people would say that to me. I was like, if I could mm-hmm. relax, I would. But the reality is when you when somebody notices you're unrelaxed, it makes you even more anxious, right? It's like, they go, what, do, I, do I seem unrelaxed? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> and so, but there are really simple ways to relax yourself that I've learned. The first thing is to check your physiology, to see, like, because when we're anxious, we tense up. We, we, we do awkward body, you know, we'll, we'll fold our arms tight or our shoulders mm-hmm. will be up. 
or or we'll have our legs crossed and you know like we'll do all of these things our breathing will get really light sometimes we even stop breathing which is you know not helpful right oxygen is helpful uh in in almost every situation and so the trick is to check your physiology and just relax just shake it out loose it up stop it unlock your knees release your shoulders release your arms release your neck and then breathe take a couple of deep breaths before i go on stage if i got a you know i'm walking on a big stage 60 foot screen and 5000 people in the audience i'm backstage and i'm taking three long deep breaths because i want to be energized but i don't want to have any sort of anxiety because that's going to affect my memory if I'm energized, I'm giving them everything. I'm giving them the full fret. So I'll take three deep breaths. And if I can, I'll actually vibrate the vagus, B-A-G-U-S. And I'll do, I'll make this sound. And it vibrates all the way down to your navel. And it will relax you. And just like being anxious makes you more anxious, being re- when you realize, wait, I, I'm kind of relaxed. Oh, okay. I can walk on stage and then away you go. Or I can meet this person, whatever it is. Take a few breaths. If you're feeling that anxiety, dial it back. Your body will respond to that stuff. The next step is insight. And this is, this is really important because and, and this is so much about your show, too, and about so many of the guests who talk about stuff like this. But it's like, what, what, are, you, what are you thinking about that's actually not true? <laughs> you know, what is, what is your long-held belief that is holding you back? And one of the main things to think about is that most people are not thinking about you anywhere near as much as you think they are. Right. Is how often does True. how how many people are going like, oh, they're going to be. I, I don't want I'm worried about what people will think. It's like, do you even know them? Right? It's like, <laughs> why do you care about what complete True. strangers think? But we go all on and on into this. And we like and I tell people, like, first of all, there's no such thing as actually dying of embarrassment. Right. You can't actually die from it. You probably die of boredom, but you can't die of embarrassment. embarrassment. You feel bad, but also it's a choice to feel embarrassed. You don't like I could spill coffee on myself or wine or something at dinner and somebody and I could go, oh, no. And I'm like totally embarrassed. I'm going to have this on my shirt the whole time. Or I could just say to everybody at the table, this is why my dry cleaner loves me. And everybody laughs mm-hmm. and never, and it doesn't matter. All of a sudden it doesn't yes. matter at all. I've made a choice not to be embarrassed. And that's, that's one of the insights. The other insight, and this is, this is the magic that bold people know. And they, they knew it all their lives. Some, some of them is that 99% of the time, nothing bad happens, right? When you, when you go in, when you venture into your, discomfort zone or you take a risk most of the time nothing bad happens we're really good at coming up what could happen that would be bad this is what shy people are really good at they can come up with oh this is going to happen and this could happen and this could happen and i'll feel bad people will laugh and all this and but they're really terrible at calculating the odds of that happening and why it should matter so both people just, they don't, that's not a process for them. They, their process is to go see what happens. And if it's a fail, it's a fail up. It's another step up. So, it's true. you know, really important to have those insights as you go out into the world. Um, it, it transforms everything. Now, you've probably had moments in your life that you can look back at and go, when I, I was bold in that, I stepped up and, mm. and everything happened, right? Yes. Um, yeah. and, and you've probably also had moments where you hesitated and you missed it. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Because yeah. hesitation, yes. this, this is the other insight, is hesitation is the opportunity killer. It's stuff, and, and, some, and part of what I talk about in the book is it's so important to, to be bold 
because there will be times when it will be important for you to be bold, not just so you get to meet people occasionally and stuff like that, network and things like, no, you, you may have to stand up for somebody, or you may have to stand up to somebody, or you may have to, you know, it may be a a really important thing. You need to tell your boss in a meeting, you need to say, you know, I'm sorry, but this this plan that you have has a terrible flaw in it, and I I really want to explain it to you. You got to be able to mm-hmm. step up and say that. You could have yes. a good friend who passes away. You're going to want to be able to do a eulogy. And I know so many people who go, I I don't I, I'm afraid I don't like to speak in public. I'm afraid of speaking in public, and they never get up and say anything about this person that that they've lost. You never get another chance at that. So. That's a lot of why I talk about it. But, but, and then, so the D, you know, we're, we're preparation, relaxation, insight. Yes. D is for dosage. Control the intensity of the experience. If you're trying to figure out how to, you know, you know like you say, I, I'm, I'm really uh, having trouble meeting anybody. I go to a party and I don't meet anybody. Don't go to a yeah. party where you don't know anybody. Go with a wingman. Or go start talking to one person in the line at Starbucks or in an elevator. I talk to anybody I'm in an elevator with just for practice. And that's a lot of what you do is you do these exercises. And the book is will explain how, how you do them and, and when you do them. But it's also you just make a habit of like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to practice being bold when it doesn't matter. Right. If, if, it, if the person yes. in the elevator doesn't talk back to me, I don't care. I don't know them. <laughs> right. If, I, and and yes. this is this is another insight. You have no idea what sort of headspace that person is in at that moment. This yes. could be the worst day of their life or their blood sugar could have plummeted. It, it, you know, you don't know. So don't take it on. There's very yes. few people whose opinions should matter to you. And, and, and I encourage people like make a list and like whose, whose opinion should matter and whose opinion are you giving way too much weight to It's really, you know, valuable to do that. Uh, and so you control the intensity of experience. So you build your boldness muscle and you get, and you expand your comfort zone little by little step by step. And it creates new neural pathways too. so much of what your guests talk about is these things that when you do them, when 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 you come from abundance or you use the law of attraction, those things mm. create new neural pathways in your brain that make you behave differently. Yes. And then the final step is everyday action. Do something every mm. day to make yourself bolder. Never go to sleep. Mm. I, I I still do it. If 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 it's like nine o'clock at night and I haven't met somebody new or done something bold. I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a way to do it. I'm going to head out the door and do it just because the brain says, oh, we're bold. This is just what we do. Again, it's back to the neural pathways. Um, So that's the pride method uh, that Mm. that I, I I recommend in the book and I show them how to use it. And if you do it diligently, you will radically change your level of boldness in 90 days. Hi friend, are you enjoying this episode? We would love to hear from you. Kindly send us a feedback. Are you following us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, maybe on YouTube and other podcast platforms? Are you following us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook? We would love to connect with you on all platforms. Links and further details are available in the show notes of this episode. Thank you. That's so awesome. I'm going to try this out myself personally. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, especially the everyday action. That seems something like that seems to be something that one could do. Like you know, and you know, to keep track of. Yeah. Um, you know, and I say, okay, today I'm going to, like you said, from example, I'm going to speak to someone new, for example, or try to communicate in some ways to somebody 
then you try that every day, every day, and you keep track of it of how improve um, how you're improving in that particular way or yeah with that skill. Yeah, and and yeah, that's so put part of the book is you you're journaling every time you make a bold move. What happened? Like like what mm. I did yesterday is like I I was bold enough to say whose birthday is it, but I wasn't prepared enough to ask, to go to the next question and the next question. And they were all smiles. They were completely friendly. It was wide open opportunity to, to engage with people. And, and I missed it. Right. But to just do something every day, compliment a complete stranger. I, I call it the drive-by compliment where you're just like, you have no agenda. You're not expecting anything in return, except the smile. You're not trying to meet them or anything, but you just go, you know what, that, that jacket, that jacket you have is really cool. Or that t-shirt's mm -hmm. awesome. Or, you know, yes. purple hair looks amazing on you, whatever the heck it is. And you just mm. walk away. Right. And you, and, and, and they and they'll just go, Oh, I've had people that, that, you know, sometimes I even pick out the thing that I think doesn't look good, right? Or looks ridiculous, <laughs> right? It's like yeah, you're yes. wearing all yellow, right? And but instead of saying, what the heck are you wearing all yellow for? I'll say, wow, yellow really works for you. I did it once and the, and this this person said, Oh, thank you for saying that. You know what? I just put it on because I've I just been feeling so down and I just wanted to change how I felt. And so I really appreciate you saying that. Now Oh, what did that do to my day? You know, I made her day and then she made it right back for me. That's, yeah, that's what yes. you can do. And then of course, yeah. now I want you to get bolder and bolder so that you, that you believe you belong everywhere. That's the goal, mm -hmm. right? Is yeah. yes. you could be totally the only person not in the tuxedo walk in a room, be perfectly comfortable. Go like, mm -hmm. yep they lost my luggage or whatever the heck it is. You just say like, I didn't get the memo, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I had to sell my tux, whatever the heck it is. You, you yes. just, you just, and, and nothing bad happens. And so that's part of it is I, I, I the next level of exercises is you start to do some little crazy stuff, right? Like, uh, <laughs> like what? you see, uh, a, if you see a, a door with a sign that says employees only, go in. Mm. <laughs> that, that could be dangerous. <laughs> no, it's not this. The thing is, nothing bad is going to happen. See, you think it's gonna, dangerous. Danger. Nobody's yes. going to beat you to death on the other side of that door. Nobody's going to arrest you, right? Mm. I mean, if it says radioactive, don't go in there. But And <laughs> yeah. if it's locked, don't try to pick the lock. But I mean, yeah. but if you go in, Nine times out of 10, the most somebody's going to say is, uh, this is for employees only, right? Or most of the time they'll say nothing because you're, you're, you're radiating, I belong everywhere, right? So a lot of people go like, he obviously belongs here. You know, we used to do this when I was younger, we'd sneak on, we'd go to the 20th century box lot and we'd sneak on to the lot during, we'd go on during lunchtime and and then we'd sneak into the sets where they would be filming, filming these shows during the lunch break because the doors are open. Wow. And we would stand there watching them shoot the show and nobody would kick us out because we acted like we belonged there. And they were worried that if they kicked us out, we were somebody important, right? And they were going to get in trouble. So they just let us stay there. So... And it's, we weren't doing any harm. We weren't distracting the actors. We weren't taking selfies with, at the same time, something like that. But we just we just put ourselves. And if somebody did kick us out, they were probably supposed to kick us out. So it's what? Why would I take that on? It's like oh, the terrible thing they kicked me out. It's like of course they did. I didn't. I wasn't. I'm working on the did. set. But when mm. you when you release that, when you start to do these things. Then when it's important, like you say, wow, that I know that businesswoman. I really want to meet her. She's amazing. She's she's the you know, Sarah, the woman that started Spanx, let's say. And you go like, yeah. I wanna I wanna talk to her because she I I so admire her. I read every every text she ever wrote, right? Uh, or Twitter blast or whatever. And you want to be able to walk up to her calmly prepared because you've prepared something to say 
You're going to say, Sarah, I so admire what you've done with your business, your inspiration to, to all women. And, uh, and, and you've made some really bold moves. That's my preparation. What do you think she's going to say? Get away from me. If she does, she's having a terrible day. And I, I'll just go, I'm sorry to bother you. I'll, and I'll leave. I'm not going to take it on as a personal front. And I'm not going to think she's a jerk, right? I'm going to think bad day, bad moment for me to come up. I have no idea what's going on. And like, you know, her kid just might have been sent to the hospital for all I know. And she doesn't need me in her face, look, you know, admiring her. It's like she doesn't have the energy for it. I, I got I to gotta let that go. But yes. I could, it could turn into a conversation where she says, tell me who you are. And I say, you know, I've, I've written a book called Super Bold, and I'd love to interview you on my podcast about it because you have made some seriously bold moves in your life, woman. You know, and like, I want to, I <laughs> yes. want, I want people like anybody who doesn't know about you, I want them to know about you. So I'd love to have you on my podcast. Um, and I'd love to send you a copy of my book. That's where it could go. So that's, that's why you want to be bold too, is when it matters, you want to be able to step up. Cause I know tons of people who are confident all the time, unless it's really important. Right. You know, unless it yes. unless it actually matters. Like I, I know some guys who try to be salespeople. They're they're like friendly and social and everything. They can do everything, but ask for the money, ask for the deal. Mm. Right. Which means they're not salespeople, right? Because salespeople <laughs> That's true. sell, right? They yes. ask for the yes. order, which is the bold mm. move, right? And then you gotta mm. shut up and see what they do. Right? Yes. So yeah. Anyway, that's yes. this is this is the whole spectrum, and 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 it starts really simply, like you say. I'm just going to talk to a stranger, talk to a stranger every day, you know. Yes, um, yes. And when we're talking about insight, you know, you talked about you know, ninety nine percent of the time, nothing bad happens to us. Like you know, when you take that step of action, like when you go into the employee only room, for example, nothing happens. But I think one of the one of the boundaries or one of the um, barriers that we have as shy people or introverts or whatever I want to call it is could be overthinking probably. So do you have some tips on how we could overcome overthinking in order for us, you know, step and step into that super boldness? Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it, the overthinking is the process of hesitation. Okay. Bold people don't overthink because they know whatever the outcome is, it's going to be all right. If it's a total fail, it doesn't matter. But what they've done over and over and over again is the odds are in their favor that something positive is going to happen. That that even if it's a little thing, even if it's a bit of learning ab about something, it's like, yeah, I, I shouldn't have put that that way. Like they were they were like a little too bold in a certain situation. They went like, I went a little overboard there. Um, mm -hmm. They go back and correct their behavior. They just learn from it. But the trick is you're going to be awkward. You're going to, when you meet a stranger, you're going to say something goofy. You say something strange. It doesn't matter. It's a one-off thing. It's like doing stand-up comedy. If the joke doesn't work, you go to the next joke. If your whole act didn't work, it's still over. If you killed that night or you died that night on stage doing stand-up Neither of it matters because both of them are in the wind and the audience is looking for the next comedian. So you have to, it's a mindset of like, why am I so attached to this, to the outcome and to what people think? And why am, why am I overthinking it? Why don't I just act? Uh, do you know who Mel Robbins is? Yes. Yeah. So her, her trick of the five, four, three, two, one go is a brilliant brilliant way to defeat that because you get you pull yourself out of the hesitation and you go like okay i want to meet that person that I, I that that's the person i want to know at you know at this business meeting or at this party or whatever five four three two one go talk to him mm. wow that's beautiful yeah wow. I, when, when, I, when i first heard mel i went that mm. so dovetails with what i'm talking about it's just amazing <laughs> So yes, 
Yes. I mean, it's just like count to, count down to one, as in five, four, three, two, one, then just, you know, move forward and yeah. without thinking about it. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> humans are so weird, right? We're so easy to reprogram. And that's, you know, it goes back to this, this idea. So when people say, I'm shy, I say, you're not shy. You act shy sometimes. There are times with your friends or, or, or in the right situation where you're, you're happy and conversational and engaging and everything like that. You're not acting shy at all. There are times when you act shy. So stop labeling yourself that way. You say, sometimes I'm shy and I don't ever want to be, right? Sometimes I act shy, but I don't want to be. I want I want to be bold. I want to uh, and and eventually say just like I belong everywhere. I make the bold choice. Cuz yeah. is this what you want on your tombstone? I played it as safe as possible the whole way. I mean, no. come on. And that's that's <laughs> the thing, right? You know, in this game of life, the coach is letting us play, right? But we don't know how long he's going to let us play, right? And and so play full out. You, you know, go right to the leave it all on the mat, as they say. And that's and that just means you have to be comfortable with whatever happens. And once and once you realize you didn't die, because that's you know nothing's really going to kill you. You I mean you may feel embarrassed, you may, but then you go like. Well, why? Why am I attaching so much to that that I I feel embarrassed? And then just like yeah. embrace it. You, I mean, mm-hmm. when somebody passes away, you you have a right to feel sad, right? And you you should yes. grieve that person. You shouldn't go like, oh, I shouldn't. I don't want to feel bad, so I'm not going to think about them. No, embrace mm-hmm. it. Embrace your embarrassment and say, what do I do to not be embarrassed? What do I do mm-hmm. to not turn the, that into a feeling of rejection or insignificance or whatever. I have to step up. I have to, I have to reprogram myself and change what stuff means to me. Does it mean what I think it means? Many times it doesn't, right? So it's a big shift for people. It's a very big shift, yeah. <laughs> and you know, are you, one of your every, you know, when you're talking about pride, um, the P R I D E method, yeah, E stands for everyday action, right? yeah. And one of your actions has to do with interacting with people, like talking to people, with people on the elevator, for example, in the lift, for example, or and also, you know, you've done improv comedy, you've done stand up comedy, you've done improv comedy, you've spoken with a lot of um professionals, celebrities, and this has to do with uh, communication, yeah. <laughs> and someone is out there asking, How can I communicate? How what are the basic communication skills that I need to you know speak with people confidently, and how can I acquire them? Can you help us with this, Fred? Yeah, so so. There's, there's something very pos- powerful that I want to talk about, which is, I, it's another acronym. It's the, the laser technique. It's how to make anyone feel like they're the most interesting person in the room or the only person in the room when you're talking to them. And that's, it starts with listening to them and just, and staying focused on them. Uh, the book breaks down the whole step-by-step process. I'm going to just tell you how it's done and why it works is you're paying attention only to them. You don't look away. You don't look at anything else. You're listening to them mm-hmm. and you're asking questions, not yes or no, asking the right kind of questions, questions that elicit a response that, uh, that may be a story. It's like, that's that's a great t-shirt now what's the story behind that t-shirt right and and now they're going to talk about it now they're going to and they and they're and they're going to say some things about it they may say a few a little thing well i got it this was a gift and go like Mm -hmm. and and next thing is you're going to do is tell me more about that who who gave you that who's that person to you you see what Mm -hmm. all of a sudden i I'm what I what am I interested in you and that's what you're feeling and if that's all you do in a conversation the entire time they will think you're an amazingly nice person you're they're going to go 
I met Toby. He's an incredible guy. And you could show, I never told him anything about me. Right? <laughs> I never said a word about me, but they think I'm incredible. Yeah. So I'll, I'll leave it at that, you know, yeah. and, and, and then, and that's, and learn their name, remember their name. And, and, and when you end, end gracefully, that's a lot of people blow it. They, they pay really close attention and they let things fizzle out. All you have to do is say, there's some other people I wanted to meet. Toby, it was great to meet you. I look forward to talking to you again. Uh, mm. And uh, I'm going to go chat with some other people. Have a great night. And you don't break away until after you say that. You don't do that as, a, as, a, as your walk away sentence, right? Where you've already broken eye contact and stuff like that. Because that's the eye contact is, is so important. And then what will happen a lot of times, let's say you're at a gathering, if you really want to become a master at this, you bring somebody over and say, Toby, you got to meet this, this woman, Gloria. She's phenomenal. And she's been working on the same stuff that you were, you were so interested in. And Toby's this incredible guy who's done this and this. And you turn into a, like a conversation matchmaker. What do you, and then you walk away. What do you think the two people talk about <laughs> when you walk away? Like, Fred's amazing, right? Like, like yeah, he's yeah, a great yeah. guy. It's like they still don't yeah. know anything about me, right? Yeah, um, of course. And you know what I do now? If I'm at a party and I see this uh, the wallflower in the room, the person hiding in the corner, I go right over and start talking to him, and I and I break them free, and I and I and then I start to move them through the room. I'll introduce them to people and stuff like that because I used to be that person. Right. So I'm going to I'm going to pull them out and I'm going to jumpstart them and say, you need to start engaging. And it's just once you do. And then, of course, there's a whole bunch of things people do that are wrong. And I talk about them in the book, things what not to do. OK, one of the things is, is what I call monologuing. Right. You're really shy. Right. You finally get introduced to somebody and or you finally get to talk to somebody. You talk for 10 minutes straight. Right. You don't you don't leave a space in between uh, for them to go. Uh, I got to go to the bathroom <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, and because you're so happy to be because you're not really shy. You just don't know how to meet people. So you just you talk too much and you don't give them a chance, which is why the whole trick of asking questions works so well. It's, it stops you from doing it. And that's when you catch yourself monologuing, because you'll do it. You'll find, I mean, I'm, I'm talking a lot now, but it's different here because, of, you know, I'm trying to, you know, get a lot across to your people. Um, yeah, yes. But, but what I, what I'm doing right now, if you do this in a personal interaction, they go like, holy cow, this guy can't shut up. Right. Uh, (laughs) And, and so when you catch yourself doing it, you got to stop and you, and say, sorry, I'm really excited about this, but let me, but tell me more about this trip to Rome you were on and, 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 and let it go. Uh, And, and, and they'll go, Oh, he knows he was talking too much. That's good. He has self-awareness. That's great. She knows what she understands herself and she's just excited, which is okay. Because you stopped yourself. The other thing people do a lot of times in conversation is they do this thing I call playing top this. So you could say to me, uh, you know, uh, you know, I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Uh, And so I go, oh, well, I climbed Everest twice, you know, and four people died on the trip and I was the only survivor. And it's like, and then you go like, I got nothing, right? It's like you've topped it. You've <laughs> yes. topped, completely topped what I'm saying. Instead of me going, really? I've heard a lot of people get, you know, altitude sickness. How did you do? Mm-hmm. Totally different approach. When you play top this, there's nowhere to go, right? The, and the, like, and if it, you do it in four or five people, now you stop the conversation with everybody because you've like, Oh yeah. When you, you got anything better than that? You know, I've been in outer space, you know, that's pretty much it. That's all anybody can do. So that's a really bad habit. And also the other thing people do is really early on, they, they try to be funny. They think they need to be funny right out of the gate. First thing they say, 
You don't have to be. You just have to be nice. You just have to be open and friendly and smiling and just and curious. Right. Don't don't roll out your comedy act. Right. Uh, you know, because, again, now that's a, now it becomes a competition. Who's funnier? Right. And somebody's going to be funnier. Instead, yes. when they say something funny, you go, that is hilarious. I am stealing that. Right. It's I'm I am walking <laughs> around the room and I'm using that joke before you get to everybody. You know, that's yeah. uh, right. That's what you can do. It's, you know, yes. why not make everybody feel better about themselves? Think mm. of the, think of the power of doing that. Yes. And I think oh, you do that good. naturally. I think that's, you know, you have a tendency to do that already and, but you're going to yeah. get so much mileage out of it. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where you go in your, in your life and your career because you're making bold moves and you, you just have, you have the potential to really connect with people in a big way. So. Oh, thank you so much Fred, for this. I mean, I, I'm, I'm learning a lot already from this episode. Like I'm taking notes already and saying, yes, I have to, you know, make everybody feel good about themselves. For example, I have to, you know, make sure that it's not a monologue. It's like a dialogue and involve everyone that is speaking with me in the conversation. And that's so beautiful. Like I find that very, very, enlightening and i'm learning a lot from this but you know your book takes us, takes us on this journey of transformation basically in 90 days and this involves you know setting goals for ourselves because we are saying in 90 days i am going to become super bold yes <laughs> so can you teach me can you teach me how to set goals like how can i effectively you know set goals so that i can achieve them so that at the end of 90 days i can look back and say yeah i was shy before and now i am super bold so the the trick is really uh to journal what what you've done and to to not let yourself off the hook on the everyday action because if if you just do the simplest of exercises now i got to if you if you really do the exercises like you're supposed to eventually you're singing in front of the door with headphones on singing really out loud that nobody can hear you listening to the music and you're singing you're just standing there singing okay yeah. just to do it to go like I should feel really uncomfortable doing it, but people are, they're going to look at you like, does, does he know how loud he's singing? So what? That's when you, when you start to play, so what with yourself? So what if they think I look crazy, right? Then you're going to add dancing to it. You're going to dance and sing. Now they're going to, they're going to be pretty sure you're crazy, but so what? Right. And then when you, when you do it, you go like, I'm expecting them to think I'm I'm crazy, right? But I'm just I'm just yeah. doing it for the exercise. Just like you know, some people are trying to bench press 200 pounds. If, how often mm -hmm. do you need to get 200 pounds off your chest? Like never, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> so uh, it's the same thing. These these exercises they're just boldness muscle building things, and they, but they're reprogramming yourself to go like I should feel really weird and crazy about doing it. But it's just an exercise, and I'm on purpose. I'm trying to look nuts, right? Or I'm I'm trying yes. to do this thing. You know, I'll say, you know, you you'll be in a place and you'll you'll see somebody sitting alone at a table, and you said, "You mind if I sit here?" Mm. Yeah. They yeah. could most likely they're going to say, uh, "No, I'm expecting for some somebody," or or I, you know, you know, I'd rather be alone. You're expecting to fail. You're 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 in the fringe case here. But I've done it. Mm -hmm. Sat down with people and said, "Look, I won't bother you. I'm just I need a, I want to sit. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna work on my laptop here. I'll end up in an hour conversation with the person because yeah, a complete stranger." Because I said, yes. uh, you know, do you mind if I sit? Expecting mm -hmm. him to tell me to go sit. Look, there's an open table over there. You know, I've had yes. that happen too. Like, oh, mm -hmm. it, you know what? I didn't see it. Go, go sit. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Not yes. it, it, it's as soon as you realize that we're fearless of the harmless. We're walking mm -hmm. around the world with all these fears about things that are harmless. And when you get over that and go, that actually, it's harmless because I decide it's harmless. All of a sudden, your comfort zone just goes all, all, all the way out. So, but when you do something every day, and the other trick with everyday action is if you miss a day, 
let yourself off the hook and get back on it. It's not, you know, it's not like you're, uh, you know, in math class and you miss a class and you're never going to understand everything ever again. It's True. no, get right, get right back to it. It's not, you don't need to check off every day on the calendar. You just need to intend to do it every day. So that's your habit and do it. And the, the other trick is do it in as early in the day as possible. You know, you know, that's why I, I always use this, introduce yourself to a stranger at the coffee shop. First thing in the morning, mm. half the time you're in line with somebody mm. or you're, or you're waiting for your coffee with a bunch of people, say something to somebody, or you're in an elevator. You do it once, you're going to do it twice. You're going to do it three times. You're going to do it five times in the course of the day. Eventually it's just what you do. It's like, I don't have to tell myself I'm going to talk to somebody in an elevator. If I'm in an elevator, I'm talking to the guy. I'm talking to the woman. I'm talking to everybody, you know, because they're all standing there uh, quietly. The other thing is in Australia, everybody talks to everybody in an elevator. So it doesn't count. Right. And it's like, it's like <laughs> culturally, it's so funny. It's like it's the opposite yeah. of the rest of the world. Right? Everybody stands there silently. In Australia, it's like, oh, you did, mate. And all that, they're you know, it's, it's hilarious. But, um, wow. but yeah, that's, and, and the thing about everyday action is in, in life in general, the stuff you do aggregates. Even if you move an inch down the field at the, at the, at the end of the year, you've moved 365 inches down the field. And most of the time, when you move an inch, you move a yard. We have trouble starting stuff. But if you say, I'm going to do it, so I got to go do it. And then you do it and you go, well, that was kind of fun. Maybe I'll do it again. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, but it builds up because the other thing that happens is what we don't do every day aggregates too and a year goes by and we're and a whole year of not working as our goal went by and we've got less mm-hmm. energy and less willpower and less determination yes. to do it that's very true you know yeah. Yeah. and that's and yeah. that's your dreams decay because you don't get to them mm. not because they're so hard it's because you mm. don't take the time to get to them every day I love that. Like uh, you said, our dreams decay because we don't take the time to get to them, like to take the action, the everyday action yes. to get to them. Yes. Wow, that's be- that's beautiful. And one thing, one thing I've, I've heard you say during this conversation so far is about, you know, stretching that comfort zone that we are in. And, you know, a lot of shy people, from my own experience too, I would say is like that shyness is for us like a very, you know, safe area, safe region, safe, like a comfort zone where we feel like when I don't speak with anybody, I don't get harmed, I don't get insulted, nothing happens to me. So my question now is like, for someone out there, we're saying, oh, yeah, I'm okay the way I am, shy or, you know, conservative or introverted or whatever. Um, would you say it's, you say it's possible for everybody to be bold? Is it possible for everybody to become super bold according to your book? Yes, it's, but it's, a, you have to want to. All you have to do is say, uh, you know, I want this to change. I don't want to miss opportunities. I don't want to have any regrets. If you believe that staying in your shell and never, never meeting anybody new and never, and, and staying completely in your comfort zone a hundred percent of the time is the only thing that's going to make you happy, then maybe that is all that's going to make you happy. But if you have giant stretches of loneliness mixed in with that, or you have this urge of like saying, Oh, well, I'd I'd like to meet somebody, but I'm just going to watch TV because that feels better. I'm going to stay home with my cat. Um, And you've played it safe and you played it safe and playing. We are creatures of habit. Human beings will do what we've done yesterday. Right. Um, un- until something bad enough happens to make us not want it. And that happened to me. I mean, I missed some great opportunities and I got really tired of it. I got really, I got kind of angry about it. And I went like, I don't want to be this way anymore. I don't want to miss anything ever again. And so, and I talk about those, you know, specific incidents in the book. And sometimes you, you know, you're so wrapped up in your 
oh, uh, this is who I am. I am this type of person um, that you, you won't even take a hard look at what's making you unhappy. And it, hey, like I said, if you're completely happy, you know, living alone with your cat and watching TV and and writing poetry and and nobody reads it, that's fine, right? But I don't think that's you know, there is nothing, there is no research that says that human beings are not social. Everything says that connection is one of the most important things in our longevity our happiness, our health. And of course, in our business success, right? Mm. You know, you you try to do everything alone as a business person, it's going to get really hard, (laughs) you know? And you're not going to get really far because you can only Mm. make so many donuts yourself. You know, you're going to have to get some employees, (laughs) you know? And so it's it's all... uh, so much of, of success in business is your ability to reach out, to, to raise money, to make sales, to mm-hmm. fire employees, to, you know, to try new things that may not work, to pitch products till somebody goes, I think, I think there's something there, but I don't know what it is, but tell me again. And then they isolate what's actually the great part about the product. And you go, now I know how to pitch it. So it's uh, boldness. You want to talk about life business success. You you need boldness. You need, you don't have to be starting a business, just working in business. You know, if, if you can't get up in the room and do, uh, you know, a, a PowerPoint presentation with, with, grace and conviction and calmness and energized calmness. That's, that's an enthusiasm that's coming from a place where you're not anxious. You're not babbling. You're saying exactly what you want to say. And you're taking the time to ask people like, did you understand what I said? Do you know what I mean? Do you see how important this is? What do you see is wrong with this? That's the other thing. I'm going to, I'm going to, you got me on another whole tangent. Hmm. Getting feedback is how we get better. And it takes boldness to ask for feedback and listen to it. Because we'd love to never get feedback. Wouldn't that be wonderful, right? Especially (laughs) criticism, right? But what I tell people, this is, I use this example when I speak. People tell me, you know, I'll get up after a lecture and I'll go, and people go, that was great. I love that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to remember that. I want to talk to the guy who thought I was an idiot, who thought I was full of it. I want to ask him why I didn't make sense to him. Mm. I want I want her to tell me where she thought I was way off because that's yeah. where I'm going to learn. Praise makes you feel good. Criticism teaches you something. But it takes the boldness to actually listen to it, to, to, to elicit it and then listen to it. So you got me off on the feedback sidetrack, but I'm very passionate about that because I hated feedback for a long time. Now I'll now I invite it. Now you, you have the boldness to accept. Feedback, yeah, right. I'll take the meeting. Bad ones. You know, that's <laughs> yes. And you, you get you know you improve like you said already like you improve yourself through you know criticism. You you know look you find your loopholes for examples or where you have to improve on and just become a better person through that basically. Yeah. Yes. I was going to ask you that question already, but I think you, you covered it already. I wanted to say, you know, from your experience as a co-founder of 1800 um, Dentist and, you know, you are the president of your own company and everything that you've done so far, like what does boldness have to do with, you know, financial success? But well, you've answered that. Yes. Yeah. Can, can you throw some, some light on that also? Like maybe there are some other, you know, benefit or effect of boldness on our financial success or our career planning or success? Well, it, it's those same things that, you know, you get, when we started 1-800-DENTIST, we, we had to spend, my partner and I spent six months going door to door, dentist to dentist, till we found our first 18 guys. We probably talked to five, 600 dentists who just turned us away. You got to take, you got to be able to take the react, react, rejection and go to the next one till you find your you're raving fans. You've got to build any, any company starts with a group of raving fans that you found who believe in you, who helped to build your business. 
And then mm-hmm. you've got to go to your, go probably raise money and you've got to go, you've got to be comfortable asking people for money and, and probably friends and family out of the, out of the, in the first round, you've got to get your first couple hundred grand maybe from, from friends and they, and, and, uh, your parents or whatever, you know, my brother was the biggest investor. We didn't need a lot of money to start the business, but he kicked in half of it. Um, Mm -hmm. and so you're going to be able to ask for money. You know, there's a whole bunch of people who go, they would never, that, that, that takes boldness because you're asking somebody in a personal relationship who might want to say no to you and you got to give them room to do that, but you got to go like, no, no, I'm going to pay you back twice this money, uh, you know, and I'm going to work my butt off to make that happen. Um, you know, boldness, bold people believe in themselves. They may not know how they're going to do it, but they know they're going to keep going till they do it. And that, and when you project that, this, this is so important to understand if you're out in the business world and you're starting a business, let's say you need, $5 million or $10 million to, to take your business to the next level. You've started it. Every one of these venture funds and these investment uh, funds, private equity people, they will tell you that, that the term is they bet on the jockey, not on the horse. Okay. Which means they want to know who's who you are and can you do it? The ideas are a dime a dozen in their mind. That's the horse. Mm-hmm. They want to know if you can execute. They're going to, so boldness, confidence, exuding that confidence in yourself and your business. That's what's going to get you the money. And if you don't have that, doesn't matter how good your idea is. Doesn't matter how good your pitch deck is. Cause they go like, mm-hmm. I don't even, I'm not even sure she believes in this business. <laughs> right. Never. Oh, how am I going to get excited about it? Just because she's decided she's shy. I'm an introvert, so I'm going to let the, the, de- the pitch deck do the work. No, it's not going to do the work. Mm-hmm. The closing remark, I would love to know, if you could look back, you know, to back in those days when you were a shy person, and now from from your standpoint of view, with everything you've achieved so far, with being super bold and expense of writing this book also, what are there some things you would tell your shy self, your old self, that you know maybe as a piece of advice or words of encouragement or you know things that you lessons that you learned that you wish you had known 20, 25 years ago? I think you talked about it as well, and this is what I would say to to twenty year old Fred: stop mm-hmm. overthinking stuff and act, and discover yeah. the real rewards of acting boldly, because all the great stuff happens when you step out of your comfort zone true wow that's beautiful yeah i mean that's so relatable to me also like you said already (laughs) (laughs) yes so um the book is available on amazon and other platforms i'm going to place the link in the show notes of this episode i'll place your website's information also in the show notes of this episode but for people out there who still like to connect with fred and you know maybe ask you some questions that we're not able to cover in this um podcast episode what's the best way to connect and work with you uh fredjoyle.com is my website um and it's important to know if you if you buy the book digitally like if you listen to the audio book or the or the the ebook reader version um you can download a pdf of the exercises in the whole journal format on my website because you need something physical. The exercises you're going to want to have in your hands so you can download yes. that, um, mm-hmm. even though you're listening in a in a uh, digital format of some kind. Um, yes. But also, uh, you can read the first chapter of my book. You can download that from my website. And if you want a half-hour conversation, if you're, if you're an executive who just says, look, I, this is hanging me up, uh, I, I need, I, I'm going to read your book, but I, I need you to talk to me. I'm happy to talk. Or you just, you're just some young person who says like, I'm about to go to college and I'm, I'm afraid of meeting people and I don't want to start college this way. Uh, you know, I'm afraid to go out of the house. I'm afraid, you know, book a half hour conversation with me. It's, it, you can do it right there on my website. I'll get you out of the house. Yeah. 
I'll get you talking to strangers, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yes. uh, yeah. So yes. fredjoyle.com, J O Y A L is the last name. No dots or dashes or anything like that. Um, and, uh, and we need more bold people out there where they, we, we got big problems in the world and it takes bold, bold people to solve them. But bold people are the ones that make all the difference. Why not be one of them? Mm, yes, I love that. Thank you so much, Fred, for everything you've taught me in this podcast episode. I really appreciate the PRID, the Pride Method. Like, I'm going to use that every day now. Like, I'm going to prepare for a conversation. I'm going to relax with breathing technique, for example, like you said. I'm going to have the insights, the dosage, like, you know, building that muscle for, you know, conversations. And I'm going to do it every day, every day action. It's very important. And tracking everything with true journaling or true, you know, making sure that I'm practicing this every day and make, make myself accountable for, you know, this journey of transformation, basically. Thank you so much, Fred. Thank I you. My this. work is done, man, if you're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. You made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye. Bye.